This is 105.9 The Region with your stories. The good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. I'm Glenn Perkins, and this week on Good to Hear, how difficult events can bring communities together. Last Saturday's storm was deadly and caused destruction across Ontario and Quebec. Here in York Region, several municipalities were impacted, but there is some good news. We start in Richmond Hill, where Ward 4 councillor Riker Shepherd shares a story of residents coming to the aid of elderly neighbours. There was one really heartwarming situation. I had a lady that was out of town herself, but wanted me to check in on her 91-year-old neighbor who's lived in Richmond Hill for 67 years. So I thought that was such a heartwarming, incredible story. She was checking in to make sure. And when I did go to check on that lady, the entire neighborhood had come there, people from church. She had a neighbor across the street warming up her food for her because she didn't have electricity. People were making arrangements to help her with her yard cleanup. So I thought that was a really, really heartwarming story. We also heard about a group of volunteers pulling together to help a Stouffville business. Mike Smith says the amount of damage caused by the storm at St Andrews East Golf and Country Club had club officials saying the club would have to close for several days. But with the help of volunteers, the debris was cleared quickly and the club is now open again. We have a very unique community I say and it just goes to show you every time we have a problem like this. Like on Sunday we had uh, 35 volunteers and after a call out from our general manager saying hey listen we need people to rake, we need people to lug stuff, uh, whatever, uh, use a wood chipper you know and, and 35 people on uh, on Sunday and then we had over 80 people volunteering Yesterday, Markham area residents also rallied around. Ward 5 councillor Issa Lee says some people grabbed their tools and got to work. There are numerous trees were falling apart, and in some of our streets, basically, there are some good Samaritans. A big chunk of trees fell down. They knew that the city wasn't able to come right on time to remove them. Some good Samaritans actually uh, had their own saw and had their own equipment to just chop them up and place them off the curb and waited the city to pick them up. Share your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. I'm Glenn Perkins for 1059 The Region News. Good to hear. This is the good news. Well, this is indeed good news to hear because we are depending on our future generation to make this world a better place. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was uh, in grade 12 doing science fair projects and the like, I would do like, what, an exploding volcano with baking soda or put a hamster in a maze chasing the cheese. It really did not do very much for the world at large, did it? Well, every year, grade 12 students at Newmarket's Pickering College spend their year taking action on issues they have identified. They work with mentors and industry experts throughout the year. And then they vie for the Capstone Prize. This year's finalists included David Fu, his project, The Mental Health Condition of the Empty Nest Elderly. Uh, and I, I laugh a little bit just because this is so far removed from anything I would have tackled as a grade 12 student. Ruby Tomlinson is another finalist. Uh, her project, Protecting Snapping Turtles and Their Habitat. Jake Wu, his project, how might we alleviate the high-level academic stress for Chinese high school students? But the winner is a uh, girl by the name of Michaela Mora. Her project, how music can awaken the brains of people with dementia. And she has actually come up with a, a viable plan, a plan she's already put into action with some 
people living with dementia. Michaela joins me right now from Pickering College. Hi, thank you so much for having me. That is a that's a pretty difficult topic. What what made you come up with this as was going to be your project this year? Well, I'm just going to give you a little background information about myself first. So I am a grade 12 student at Pickering College, and I've been at Pickering College for 14 years, starting in JK. And my global leadership project focuses on improving the quality of life of individuals living with dementia um, through the use of music therapy. So what kind of made me get this idea is that in grade 11, I witnessed my uncle, you know, deteriorating quickly mm. and eventually passing away from dementia. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it was it was horrible, you know, to witness yeah. the impact of this illness. He wasn't able to take care of himself. He didn't recognize his family members and ended up having to go into a nursing home. So I kind of wanted to understand more about the illness. So in grade 11, I chose to study dementia in my um, sociology, anthropology, and psychology class. And um I discovered the benefits of music therapy in inclu- inclu- improving. Um, so I discovered. You, well, well, essentially, your idea, though, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but your idea was is that that music does what for well, someone? It helps, well, it really helps to you know open um, open the people's minds. You know, living with dementia, it helps with agitation. It helps with depression. It helps with food intake. And most importantly, it helps um, kind of not let the patients use uh, antipsychotic treatments, um, which kind of weighs down on them. It doesn't really act, uh, it acts to them as like not being able to. It's tough. um, It's tough on them. Yeah, it's really tough. So you work on playlists of music with their family and with the patient and then provide them with with the, the mechanism to, to listen to this. Yes, a personalized music playlist. That is amazing. What do you want to do when you uh, when you uh, go to university, uh, college? Uh, what do you want to do? Well, I know that I want to stick to the sciences, um, as my project kind of depicts, but I'm either going to focus more into healthcare or go more the psychology route. Um, but I'm planning to kind of find my way in the courses that I'm interested in first year and kind of see where it leads. Wow. And you've all, do you realize you've already made a difference in this yes. world? Yes. I honestly feel it, it's, it was such a rewarding feeling, you know, to actually impact um, the life of a patient living in my community. Wow. And I really hope to, you know, continue this project um, throughout my life. You know, always uh, volunteering is very uh, important to me and very close to my heart and helping people um, also as, you know, Ever since I was younger, ever since I was a little girl, I always said um, I wanted to do something. I always want to help people. I want to do something that helps people. And I feel like, you know, no matter what I do or what I kind of go into, um, I'm definitely going to make that a goal of mine. All right. Well, you know what? You are an inspiration. And I I know you're going to do well no matter what you do. And I know you'll probably continue to make a difference in this world. Thank you for this, Michaela. Thank you so much. Thank you. Michaela Mora talking to me from Pickering College in Newmarket. Inspirational. I can't put it any other way. Inspirational. That's what these kids are. And um, boy, our future is in good hands with students like this. And that's indeed good to hear. 
Good to Hear will be right back on 105.9 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. Our next story on Good to Hear comes to us from York University's Lausanne School of Engineering. With the details, Lisa Cole, Director of Programming for K2I Academy. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Happy to be here. So what can you tell us about the $1 million grant to support your summer work-study program? Yeah, we're really excited about uh, this work. We've been doing it for a few summers now here at Lassonde, and we're really thrilled to be able to scale it and reach more students. Uh, we actually hire high school students who are in grade 11 and 12 um, and for the summer for full-time work for a period of four weeks. And they work on engineering projects with us. Um, and we hire undergraduate mentors uh, to work with them who are also studying in STEM fields in engineering, computer science, and science. Uh, and we create sort of engineering projects connected to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And they get a chance to kind of, you know, uh, delve into learning with us. Uh, while getting uh, real, authentic paid work experience. And they also work towards a high school physics credit. So we're really excited to uh, innovate around work-integrated learning for high school students. All right. So let's break that down a little bit further. Is the program free? Is it open to all students? So the program is free uh, because we pay the students to participate. Uh, but we work strategically with school boards, and uh, currently we're working with the Toronto District School Board, Peel District School Board, York Region District School Board, and our, uh, our Northern Board, Algoma District School Board, to offer these programs. And because we're working with school boards, we actually uh, strategize to reach students and, and, and communities and families that can most benefit from these programs. We are prioritizing underrepresented students in STEM. Uh, and, and so, in particular, Black youth, Indigenous youth, and women. Uh, and uh, we're, we're, you know, um, creating these experiences that kind of uh, remove barriers to opportunity uh, in, a, in, in, a, in a way that is quite unique for this program. And how many students can participate? So this year, with the $1 million grant from the Ministry of Education, we've been able to scale to hire 140 high school students to participate with us, um, and which will include an additional 50 undergraduate STEM and STEM-related mentors and mentor leads who will work with us to deliver the program. Uh, it will involve 10 Lassonde Research Faculty Advisors and additional mentors to guide sort of the engineering projects that they will be working on. And it will involve six physics educators from our partnering school boards to deliver the physics credit. And it sounds like it's a benefit for the undergraduate students and the high school students. Absolutely. This is much, this is, this program is multifaceted in that it, it also developed leadership uh, and additional professional skills in our undergraduate mentors as they also think about their future careers in STEM. And it, it, because the work involves mentoring uh, young, younger, you know, potential 
future STEM innovators. It also gives them a chance to take on um, uh, mentoring and, and facilitation uh, and, and sharing sort of their expertise and skills and experiences with, with youth. And you mentioned physics. Is that the exclusive focus of the content? Yeah, so, you know, you know what's interesting about the physics credit is that in order to pursue post-secondary studies, such as programs like at Lausanne, uh, physics tends to be a prerequisite requirement uh, to pursue engineering. And what we're seeing in the system is that very few students, especially underrepresented students in STEM, uh, sort of opt out of, of taking uh, uh, physics in high school uh, quite early. So the group of students that we're welcoming to Lassonde are students who sort of decided that physics wasn't for them. And what we're trying to do is kind of engage them in, in this kind of learning in a different format to see if they might reconsider an interest in this pathway. So, um, you know, the, the, the idea that we're connecting this learning to physics is really about addressing a systemic uh, challenge that we currently face in being able to diversify certain STEM professions. And I would guess then that that's why this initiative is so important. Yes, it's uh, it's definitely, um, it is an equity-focused program. And this is why, you know, you know, there isn't a registration or application process visibly online because it is really uh, strategically designed to address multi multiple barriers to opportunity, especially for underrepresented youth. So where can our listeners, where can students find out more information if they want to enroll, if they want to participate? So at the present time, uh, in order to actually uh, participate, you would have to work through our partnering boards. Um, and I know that, you know, uh, some of our boards have indicated that it's become quite popular as a, as a program. Uh, so I would, I would suggest to students and families to inqu- inquire through their school to see if it is uh, open to them. But we are currently a bit limited in that we, we're not able to scale up to every district. Um, I wish I could. There's, I think, 72 school boards in Ontario alone. So you're encouraging then grade 11 and 12 students in the participating boards to probably talk to their guidance counselors. First step, right? Right. Guidance counselors uh, or their principal um, and uh, see if there is an opportunity available through their board because we're working solely with the with the central um, school board lead on this project to be able to identify the participants for us. And if listeners want more information about the Lassonde School of Engineering, where can they find it? Yeah, they could uh, find us on, on our website at lassonde.yorku.ca and reach us, reach us through there. Lisa, thank you for joining us on Good to Hear. Thank you for having us. Good to Hear. This is the Good News. We love stories like this on this show, Good to Hear. This is one of the good ones. Um, the Aurora Tigers making some Canadian Junior Hockey League history uh, just a few weeks ago and a few days ago. And the Aurora Tigers naming Sierra Costa as the first female general manager in the history of the Canadian Junior Hockey League. It's, I didn't realize that that happened and been this long, but it's great to see the glass ceiling broken. And Sierra joins us today. Sierra, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, I see this on paper, the first female general manager in Canadian, Canadian Junior Hockey League history, and you're like, whoa, 
Um, what was your woe moment when you found out from Jim Thompson and the Tigers that you were going to have this honor? Um, so he had called me, and um, I was actually at my internship at uh, Paramount Sport Management up in Thornhill. And when I got the call, I was I was floored. Like I had I had no words. I didn't even think I didn't think it was real, to be honest. Well, it's obvious you have the right attitude and the right work ethic. And uh, Jim Thompson, the longtime involvement with the Royal Tigers, talked about your work with Paramount Sports Management. And you were doing all these jobs, working away, working with draft picks, running tournaments, uh, just doing your thing and learning your craft. At what point did you think that maybe you were being noticed and people were being aware of your efforts and your skills? Um, I think I noticed it when I would get approached um once events had concluded and uh, they would come up to me days later and just praise me for what I, what I've done throughout like tournaments, games, special events. And I honestly thought to myself, it's like, thanks, but it's like, I'm just doing my job kind of thing. So um, the praise is always great. I know Jim is big on the family atmosphere of the Aurora Tigers, uh, creating a winning culture, but also making sure the kids get their education and be part of something special. How, how do you take that theory and take that mindset that Jim has and take it a step further while trying to build a winning team with the Tigers? Um, so with that, I definitely want to um, get the community of Aurora involved as much as possible uh, throughout the season. Uh, have them attend as many home games as possible, uh, conduct special events with them. And for sports teams, for example, have our guys go out to their games, have, um, have them show their support for other local teams. Yeah, I, I mean, so, obviously the, you, you get a job like this, there is a love of hockey. Where did you, like, did you play competitively? Where did your love of hockey come from, Sierra? Um, so I actually did play, um, I played varsity hockey throughout high school. Um, and I've always just loved the game. Um, I grew up watching the game with my uncle, especially. Um, so once I got the opportunity to play in high school, um, I took it, I ran with it. I played all four years. Um, and then unfortunately I did have to stop playing because of way too many injuries. Mm. So I knew that I still had to be involved in hockey somehow in some way. So I knew management or behind the scenes uh, is where I have to be. Speaking with Sierra Costa, she is now the general manager of the Aurora Tigers, the first female general manager in Canadian Junior Hockey League history. And Marty Savoy, who is the Ontario Junior Hockey League commissioner, said it was a proud moment for the league. What kind of other feedback have you received after this really cool announcement and an appointment for your your new role with the team? Um, So Friday during the announcement, um, I was approached by uh, Aaron Hamilton, who is works really closely with um, like female leadership roles and stuff like that. So when she told me that she wants to work closely with me and have me almost be a mentor to these young uh, girls and women and show them what uh, what it's like in the industry and like what it's like for a woman to be in the position that I am, it was an honor because it's 
I'm now going to be someone that the future generations look up to and goals that they want to achieve. So let's let's look at some of your goals you want to achieve as you get ready for summer. There's a lot of training before you get started the season. Do you have a short-term, long-term list as you start looking ahead to next year, Sierra? Um, I do. I have short-term ones really is um, just on a personal level is kind of have the athletes on the team um, build a trust with them because I know it can be hard when they've grown up playing hockey and always have that male mm. presence in management. Um, and I just want them to feel comfortable enough to approach me with the same issues or concerns or even just a chat that the same way they would my male counterparts that were in my position when they were younger. So I just want them to have that comfort and know that my door is always open. I'm literally a phone call away if they ever need anything. So that's one thing that um, I really want to start building towards. I mean, who knows? Down the road, you could be a guest star in Letter Kenny. I mean, it's all about hockey. And and once people see what you're capable of, uh, maybe other teams, other leagues, other organizations start thinking the same way. And there's going to be more Sierra Costas in Canadian hockey. And that's a good thing for the sport. For sure. I really hope um, make it short-term goals. That's what organizations have to do. They have to accomplish it within the first uh, one to two, almost three years after this has happened. So hopefully we have some more GMs or other um, coaching staff in, that are women in these positions. I think that would be a start. And you can slowly see it happening in the NHL, which is, which is eventually where I want to be. So this is a great start for it. Look, the Leafs have not had a lot of success in the first round of the playoffs the last six years, Sierra. They could do a lot worse than have you in the front office. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, um, I can't say that. I would hope to break that curse that they have going on right now, (laughs) but we'll get there when the time comes. Uh, Absolutely. Sierra, thank you so much for doing this. Congratulations. I think it's a great moment for you and for the Aurora Tigers and the Canadian Junior Hockey League and Ontario Junior Hockey League. So it's going to be great. Really looking forward to seeing your work next season with the Aurora Tigers. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Jim. Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.